0: The podcast for you, the real estate professional. This is One on One, the official Realty One Group podcast powered by One University. Hello and welcome to another episode of the One on One podcast. I am joined as always by my co-host, Kathy Baker. Kathy, welcome.
1: Hey, Josh. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. I hope you had a wonderful visit with your parents. I did. Yes.
0: Yes. I'm, I'm back, back in Southern California and, uh, you know, the weather's finally starting to look like Southern California. Um, I was, uh, called out by Ryan and some of the other coworkers on my team the other day for never looking as pale as I have before.
1: (laughs) Just need to get you in the sun.
0: (laughs) Just a tad. Yeah.
1: And can we talk about being pale a little bit? This episode it, it makes me a little bit nauseated mm-hmm. and a little bit pale. I have my Pepsid and my <laughs> Extra Strength Exciterin, so I'm ready to roll today. Do you want to tell them who's joining us? Because it's a big one.
0: So we are joined by, yes, two regulars today, uh, our digital director, Savog Sarkisian, as well as Mark Pesson, our chief learning officer, and we are going to be talking all things AI. So Ooh. without further ado, please, guys, can you scare the hell out of me? <laughs> you mentioned being pale. Actually, this, that's is, this
2: is not me.
3: This is my avatar joining <laughs> you guys
2: today. Uh, you know, Josh mentioned he was being pale, so I think that's why I'm the guest, so he looks darker uh-huh. that's <laughs> right next to me. <laughs> Bring the dude from Oklahoma into the mix. Uh, but yeah, AI, bright, shiny, new toy. Everybody's been playing around with it for, for months. Um, we've seen a lot of cool memes and different uh, projects come up with, you know, Biggie and video AI and and written AI and you know, you wanna you wanna use the word? No, go
0: for it. This uh, is all you. A chat GPT. Yeah.
1: Well, chat BT, and what I want to talk about today is the do's and the don'ts, the good, the bad, the best practices, what not to do. Because here's my confusion, if you will. And again, I do have cetera and Pepsi, and so Josh, I wish we were sitting together. <laughs> We would chase that with bourbon. Um, But I I look at how long, for how long the realtor has been afraid of being replaced by technology. Now, we know the professional has to use technology to succeed and to continue to advance. But this is a relationship business. I personally, Mark, don't believe um, technology will ever replace us. But I think we have to be careful, Savag, um, be careful what we wish for. Because a lot of these tools, if they're abused, can become a replacement or could become a replacement. Mark, um, that's not what we need as professionals. Do you want to speak to that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's always been this concern that people will be replaced by technology. And in the real estate industry, as so much more of our business is now done online where people are searching for properties online and there's virtual tours and you even hear about buyers buying properties a uh, site unseen where they just do a virtual tour and then make an offer on a property. I think that's always been the concern for realtors, is that they're going to be replaceable. But the reality is that if you look at the statistics, the vast majority of home buyers and sellers want to do business with a person, not a computer, not a not a you know, an algorithm. They want to do business with a person. And I think it's important that real estate professionals and real estate brokers don't look to these tools to become their replacement. They don't give them the keys to the castle in the sense that they create their own replacement. I think that they n- still need to focus on being relationship based because this business is about trust. It's about um, confidence in the abilities of the person that's guiding them. And I think that buyers and sellers still need a person to help them do that. The computer um, is limited to the data that it has access to. The person can adapt. And I think that that's what makes us important and necessary in a real estate transaction and always will.
0: Um so our- once again, I'm going to probably say this 10 times on this episode, so correct me if I'm wrong, and also not to contradict Mark, but AI is a little bit more like it has the ability to think and move on its own, right? Okay,
2: I mean, well, AI has been around for a long time. It's uh, it's part of programmatic language. It's uh, machine learning. It's been around for over a decade, probably even more. Um, there has to be a human that runs AI. Mm-hmm. A, a human has to program the workflows and prompts of what the AI needs to act on. So it's not going to take the human out of anything. And the human that does allow itself to be replaced or taken out of the mix by something like AI or or a machine or, or any shortcut um, is someone that's going to be lazy and be have a, have a really downhill journey. In their business, I think
0: that's the point I'm trying to make. Is it's uh, it's a it's a matter of utilizing it to fuel your business, not let it take over.
2: And I've yeah, that's, that's right. right. I've said it earlier too. Um, with artificial intelligence, don't allow artificial intelligence to make you artificially unintelligent. Because <laughs> say it, that
1: louder for the people in the back. Say that <laughs> one more time.
2: Don't allow. Should I do it with the claps? Don't allow artificial intelligence to make you artificially unintelligent.
0: I feel like that's a cubism
2: right there.
1: That, that's a t-shirt. Coming to that, the one shop that soon, right?
2: Oh, no, please don't say I t-shirt. t-shirt. I know. Do not say t-shirt. Uh, it,
1: it's,
2: it's, it's a tool for you know, our business in real estate uh, or anybody that's providing a service that needs to use a tool like chat GPT to provide some context. Mm-hmm it's more of something to get you unstuck get you mm-hmm. out of the weeds if you're in a bind a uh, pressure situation you have 30 minutes to you know write something great use it as a guide take snippets from it but know that y- you as a person that's being sought out as an expert in their in their local markets needs to have validation the trust and and a positive reputation to be able to have this information in front of them. So whatever information you're putting in front of them needs to be legit. Yeah. Don't just copy and paste the shit that ChatGPT is going to give you alter it, uh, make it to your local market.
1: Well, you know, it's about each of our users. I'll say super users for lack of a better term that we've talked to that are our professionals are saying, what they're getting is editable content. And in exactly what you say, they're stuck on a property description or they're stuck on a script or they're stuck on something and they go in and it's a suggestion. It's not the end all be all. And I think, you know, Josh to say to you so that that you're not pale and pasty, um, I think the same thing for you. I don't think the good writers will ever be replaced because so much of it is incorrect, not so much of it, but a portion of it. And I think it's really, really important for our listeners to hear this. Mm -hmm. Some of it is bullshit in, bullshit out. If it's not good intelligence going in, what you may get is inaccurate. You're not going to get that from a live writer. So I think the word of caution, and I, I want you all, because I'm actually telling you more than I know, um, but I, I think you have to be cautious to review and edit anything if it's a property description, if it's anything like that, that's going to impact your business and more importantly, impact your reputation to invest time into it and not let it be. There's a difference in it being a solution and it being a tool. This is a tool that can be editable. Yeah, is that fair?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um y- kind of go back to what you just said, Kathy, garbage in, garbage out. When we look at performance and growth marketing and looking at the data and analyzing it, whatever you put in to create that growth is what's going to come out. So look at it from that perspective of you're using this tool to create growth within your business and to generate ideas, um, copy, uh, post, blogs, whatever you asked it is going to you're going to get in return back. So context is key when you're putting the information into something like chat GPT to ask it, you have to tailor your response Mm -hmm. and put in who you are Mm -hmm. and then who you're talking to. So you can get the right result spit out back by the platform.
0: So it sounds like Google ruined the art of writing and turned it into the art of editing.
2: You could say it's kind of getting there, but The information has to live for it to be generated. Yeah. Because it's going back to databases. And what are the databases that it's going to look to? Yeah. Google, it's going to look at blogs, whatever is existing out there. It's going to do its thing and it's going to give you this formulation of words.
1: But but I want to ask a question. I've got a question that I want to really address what you just said, Josh, because I want to use the word artistry. I think there's a difference in an artist rendering mm-hmm. versus a paint by number.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I was and just I, think, I was just gonna preface AI, like it's I'm I'm just gonna sound jaded on this entire episode. I just that's like, <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's so.
1: okay. But but I want to say and thank you for your honesty. Um because a lot of people are jaded about this. Okay. Um in our in in our survey to the brokers, I think what Mark 8% said I'm not gonna participate in this at all. Just yep. not do it.
3: And there were another like 15% that said, this just makes my head hurt.
1: It makes my head hurt too. Um, And however, I want to go back to that, an artist painting and a paint by number. You can see the difference. And I think the consumer, and I may be wrong, will see that same difference. I think there's going to be a difference in a conversation or something you write from a personal experience versus something that's a paint by number. That's an AI response. Yeah. Is that true or false?
0: Savag. So, I'm just going to keep going to you. Look at me. I mean,
2: it, it, things have to be programmed for right. it, for it to be out there. And, and what is programmed is the information that's going to be put into these platforms for these users to use. When they created something like ChatGPT or any other AI product out there, they had to install logic, if then or you know a combination of chains of words mm-hmm. and commands for it to process in milliseconds and put out what you're looking for. And they call AI. You know, there's a human behind the inception of it. Mm-hmm. There's a human on each company or each platform that's creating this to be used. Is it going to you know, make things more efficient in some operations? It could. Um, but it, Things have to be done in caution, cautious ways, uh, and you don't want it to do it where you're moving too fast, where it's, it can be unmitigated on your end. So, and I'll explain that unmitigated in your usage of it, you're using it wrong. You're going to get the wrong results. You're going to sound very generalized and carbon copy of what everybody else is putting out there. Yeah. It can be pretty dangerous when you're putting out information that you don't have a source for you can't cite the information you can probably ask you know chat gpt hey you know what's the citation on what you just provided It could give it to you um most likely it's coming from a pr source or uh, the, the company itself and how they want it written and to be to sound and the other thing is when your clients are out there researching you, whether they're looking for a real estate agent, they're if they're a real estate professional looking for a brokerage, they're doing research, and they're going to go out and see what's out there uh, about you. They're going to look at they're going to look at your LinkedIn, they're going to look at your social media profiles, your uh, website, those blogs. Those are all still a human created. They could have some assistance from AI from something like this. Again, it's something to get you and unstuck and be able to maneuver you down the, down the road to create and publish this so you can't have information out there when people are looking for you.
3: Yeah. And I just want to say, guys, I think specific to real estate and realtors, it's important for realtors to recognize that this is just another opportunity for us to adapt as an industry. And we've gone through this before where the industry has gone through significant changes and there was this uproar over all of these online portals where people could go get all the housing information that they wanted to when they used to have to come to us to get that information. They couldn't get it without a realtor. And as an industry, we adapted and we've we, we changed the way we do business and we're still just as valuable, if not more so than we were before because now they have so much data that they don't know what to do with it. Um, and so I think that realtors are never going to be replaced in the transactional process. And I think that if you look at it like, I don't see a time when people are going to go to AI as their doctor or as their attorney or as their realtor, because these are these are two monumental occurrences in their lives. I mean, real estate transactions for most people are one of the single greatest financial transactions that they do in their entire life experience. They're not going to trust that. I don't believe to an artificial intelligence. I don't care how intelligent it gets. I think at some point, it's still a very personal thing for a lot of people, and they're going to want a real estate professional to be involved in that process. We just have to adapt to utilizing this as a way for us to maybe become more efficient at what we do, or maybe offer more services or create more contacts. But I don't think it's going to replace what we do in the transaction. I just don't see it. I
0: I think you bring up a really good point, Mark. And I think to elaborate even further, if you look at the, the different cycles of technology that we've seen, like look at the real estate agents now that grew up in the rise of video content. And now they're the, they're the best ones online that utilize video content and there's other agents that don't. So there's going to be those agents that are maybe 16, 17, 18 years old now that have grown up in the early stages of AI and chat GBT. And they're going to be the ones that are spearheading this and not letting it, like I said, take over their business, but,
3: but advance their business. Yeah. They're going to be the ones that are going to figure out how to get Business in a way that the rest of us are going to seem like dinosaurs yeah. in the way we lead generate because they're going to figure out a new way to get in front of customers that the rest of us are going to be late to the game. Yeah, and so, so I think it's almost think a
0: it. it's a bigger conversation of okay, AI is now what's next? Like it's a matter of technologies. You know, Savag, you can speak to this jumping at such a quick rate that yeah. it's a, it's just a matter of staying on top of whatever the mm-hmm. newest technology is.
1: Well, <laughs> and a couple of things there, and and I love them. And don't get me wrong, but Generation Z needs a tool like this because they are not the greatest conversationalists. They're used to this kind of conversation. So they need to, they need a script. They need to say, how do I have this conversation? So it will be beneficial there and beneficial there. And I shared, uh, Josh and Ryan, I shared with Mark and Savag earlier. I remember about 12, 15 years ago having a conversation with Corey, and it was about my resistance against Twitter. And mm-hmm. tweeting, um, and she said, "That's fine. You don't have to do it, but you need to understand it because it is an evolution, yeah. and what comes after that. Which Josh is exactly what you're saying in this evolution of technology. It's just the stepping stone to whatever's next. So those who are adverse to it and those who are pushing back, we're not saying you have to use it, but understand it, yeah. and know the know the pros and the cons, the good and the bad. And you know, Savag, to your point earlier." There are some lazy realtors that are going to let it do their job. And I don't think they'll be successful. I think think there will be a reveal on that, if you will, because sooner or later, you're going to have to know what you're doing. Right, Mark?
3: I think think there will be some success for a very small segment of the home buying and selling population, just like there was success with iBuying and and buying property site unseen. But I think it's going to be a very small percentage. Of consumers that want to transact real estate in that way, so I think at the end of the day, this just becomes another way for us to get visibility and get in front of more customers and give us better scripts or better um, posts or better content. But I don't think that the majority of the home buying and selling public is going to want to transact business through AI. I just don't. I don't think that that's where we're headed.
2: While we're talking about being cautious, Mark, you and I talked um, before this information that's out there, you're in a real-time situation right now. You get a phone call from a client. You you have someone calling you, a broker, an attorney, a medical doctor, whatever it is. Uh, you, you brought up a really good point earlier in that when you're going into something like chat GPT, the information you're looking at is not in real time.
3: That's right.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
3: Yeah. Mind-blowing, yes. huh, Kathy? <laughs> That, that's that's, like that's what we were discussing about earlier. Is that most of the data on ChatGPT, it's it only goes through twenty twenty one. So anything that's happened in the last couple of years, that data doesn't exist in the platform. So it's missing critical information that might be relevant to whatever it is you're trying to discuss or come up with a script for or any and like provide information like this missing relevant data. Now I think that'll improve as more and more of these systems come online. But right now, that's that's the current situation.
0: Um I I I've had a question brewing for a long time that I want to I think I can only ask Mark because I think your kids are at this stage I think Savog, your daughter's too young Have your kids used ChatGPT to write an essay yet or do you
3: not know maybe um, So um funny you ask um yes I was in my son's room the other night helping him with a paper um and he was trying to come up with an idea for a conclusion for an essay mm-hmm. and he just opened up ChatGPT and asked it to write a conclusion for him and it did holy moly and i, and I said to him <laughs> i said to him that's cheating and he goes no, no i'm not going to just copy and paste it i'm going to reword it so it's my own words i go that's still uh, it's, I mean, that's, like, uh, your kid's uh, smart it's <laughs> word and to me it's like when we used to go into the encyclopedia right. to give Savog's example previously um you know it's like you go to the encyclopedia and you just copy like a phrase or a content or we go on google and copy right. it, like you could look at it and say, well, it gave me inspiration or right. it helped me kind of come up with a thought process. And I get that mm-hmm. part. But the schools now, just so you guys are aware, if you don't have teenagers in school, the schools now have software that allows them to see if the content was AI generated.
0: Well, I, I heard you can actually go into ChatGBT and type, was this written by you? And ChatGBT will respond with yes or no. Yep which yeah oh i miss the good old days of just using yeah. the so oh, yes answer yeah. <laughs> your question <Christian>, josh yes <laughs> Okay.
3: Um, yes the the kids are doing that um and i get it from the standpoint of it helps you to, to your points like so august if it gets you unstuck like if it helps yeah. you generate an idea or a concept i get it but you have to be one careful that the information it's giving you is accurate and factual um and two that you're not just taking a shortcut because right. That can only get you so far in life. I mean, like at some point, you're going to have to be able to think on your feet and have a conversation with a person where you're not going to have chat GPT with a microphone in your ear telling you what to say, or giving you a script, you're going to have to know the information, you're gonna have to be um, learned in the information to be able to educate and support your clients. So I, that's where I think it's, people are going to fail if they lean on it too heavily.
1: Josh, you're not looking any You're not, looking, you're not looking <laughs> better about this. And here's, Josh, this is my question for you. You know, we talk a lot about kind of the failure in our industry over the past three years. And Mark, you and I talk about this too, about we've got a, a pretty heavy population that came into a sweet market and hasn't learned fundamentals. What is the impact of this with those people who have had temporary success? Um, what does that look like?
3: I just think that it's going to create for those that don't have good habits right now, because they haven't had to develop those habits. I think that they're going to, and it's not a criticism. I think that you're, you're, you're a result of the market that you grew up in. So if you grew up in the market of the last few years and business, literally like if you could get a listing, it just sold like, like in minutes, then I think that you didn't have to develop certain skills. It wasn't necessary for you to do so. I think that that unfortunately has created some, Motivation for people to constantly look for what's the next easiest path I can take without having to learn new skills. If there's a system or a tool out there that will do it for me, I'm going to try that out. I'm going to lean into that. And I think that we have to be careful as an industry that we're not always looking for a shortcut or a get rich quick scheme, because we know from experience yeah. that those really don't ever pan out long term. And if they do, they work for a very small group of people. And then everyone tries them and then it's no longer a useful tool. So I think we just have to be careful that that's not the that's not the path that I think our our younger or less experienced realtors are going towards.
1: Okay, let me ask another question. For the past nine years, when NAR National Association of Realtors has done the survey and ask um, what is the one thing you want in a realtor, number one thing you want, and they come back integrity. Mm -hmm. And I define I don't and in, define integrity as ai that's me personally preach so what does that do
3: i mean I, again the integrity in the world of ai i think comes down to the quality of the data it doesn't actually come down to morals and ethics which is i really think what they're asking for
1: But so the integrity to a,
3: a realtor for someone that's got proper morals and ethics that's going to take care of them
1: well, and but if and, and my point of that is, if I'm using content that's two years old, how much integrity am I showing?
2: Exactly. I want to pick on that too because I, I shared a stat before: close to ninety percent. Now it's probably teetering around ninety-two percent of transactions start with a Google search. And what do they do when they find a Google search? They're going to look. They're going to look and find find you. So if you're using AI. ChatGPT or any other tools to put information out there on your blogs, your social media, your LinkedIn, your website, your YouTube videos, and your and your real estate videos that you're putting on a YouTube channel. Um, It like you said, you better do it with some integrity. Don't Mm -hmm. just copy and paste. Mm -hmm. Even if you use the tool, use it properly uh, and practice using it because the information that you're going to get is only as good as what you're going to put in. So when you're asking and they call it prompts, when you're having a conversation, uh, put in you know who you are and what you're looking for. I am a real estate agent looking to create a social media post for whatever your intention is and then put in your audience and then look at the results it's going to give you and just read it. Don't just copy paste, put it, yeah. boom. read it. Put in your local market, put in your city-state, um, tailored to be more around you. Use it as a tool to become, like we said before, unstuck. Uh, and a guide to different contexts you can use to reach different audiences, different subject matter. There's different audiences that you're dealing with as a real estate professional, as a broker. You, you have to have a goal in mind each time you use it.
0: This is a lot. And I think that as this continues to evolve, we're going to have to have more episodes about this because I mean, we've seen even in the last month how it's not only become such a hot topic, but just how much it's evolved. And so I really appreciate everyone coming on and chatting about this today. Um, I want you guys to know that everything I said, I had written in chat ahead of time. So that was all planned.
2: <laughs> this chat one-on-one yep. podcast.
0: Um, but once again, thank you, Mark and Savag for joining us. Um, I hope we can continue this conversation. I know that there's so much more to digest and if you guys have more questions about this or have ideas for future episodes, just want to have a conversation with Kathy and I, please reach out to learning at Group.com. Thank you again, guys. Thank you. And don't hey. forget to subscribe, like
2: this episode, share it with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks
3: Savog. Well done.
0: We thank you for joining us today on another episode of One on One, a Realty One Group podcast. We are powered by One.U and ask if you have suggestions, recommendations, or questions, please email learning at realtyonegroup.com. And remember, pay close attention to the details, listen to understand, not respond, and always be a resource, not a sales pitch.